0: This week's reading for the fifth Sunday of Easter comes out of the book of Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. Now, the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, why do you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet that was coming down from heaven being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, get up, Peter, kill and eat, but I replied, by no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times and everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I? that I could hinder God. When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. The word of the Lord. Well, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. Over the years, I've noticed a situation that goes on in TV shows particularly as we've gotten into the, the time period with ongoing long stories. you know We've kind of gotten away from the story of the week and into more long-term storytelling. And because of that, it seems to be a very common thing, especially when you're streaming things, when you're watching something like on Netflix or something of that nature, that at the beginning of every episode, they do kind of a recap. And it's always the previously on whatever show you're watching. And they highlight important points. Now, I always appreciate these, especially if, I've sort of had a gap since the last time I watched, and I'm kind of trying to remember, okay, where were we at in the story? What's going on? And they give this little, not really a preview, that's the wrong thing, because it's looking backwards, but it's reminding you of important plot points that have happened, that especially will point towards this particular episode that you're about to watch. So it's kind of this thing, and it's always previously on. And I was thinking about that, because what we have today almost seems like it's It could use a previously on, and it also sort of serves as a previously on, kind of both and in this situation. Now we're in the book of Acts, and I really appreciate the book of Acts as a whole. The book of Acts really highlights the expansion of the earliest church post-ascension of Jesus. Jesus returns to heaven literally right at the beginning of Acts within just the first few verses. He's empowered the, holy, the, 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 the disciples, the earliest church, the earliest group of believers. And he says, stay in Jerusalem until you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, until you are empowered on high, from on high. And then you will go out and you will be my witnesses to Judea and to Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. And then Jesus is taken up into heaven. And they're kind of standing there scratching their heads for a little bit until something amazing happens. And they are empowered by the Holy Spirit all of that is the beginning of the book of acts and then throughout the rest of it we begin to see the ways that the holy spirit empowers the earliest church the earliest followers of jesus the earliest christians if we want to use that word or that name and sends them in different directions to begin to expand the church and to continue to expand the the gospel of, of christ throughout the world that's what the book of acts as a whole is about now Within this story, it's interesting because we hear that Peter has been criticized by some of those earliest followers of Jesus, that he has come into Jerusalem and he's criticized because of some event, an event that has happened previously and it can be almost previously in the book of acts and the immediate chapter right before this one i believe it's chapter 10 we hear about how peter it has this this amazing moment and because of that he enters into the house of a gentile now in order to clarify a gentile is basically just a non-jewish person anyone who's not part of the jewish culture and the jewish faith is considered to be a gentile and that that peter has entered into this house and that the Holy Spirit has empowered them and amazing things have happened. And now these people who are in Jerusalem, they're criticizing him because of this. And Peter gives this recap as we hear today, most of our story is him remembering and sharing with them what happened. And previously in the book of Acts, Peter let us know that this happened. And it's really, really, really interesting. Now, all of this is stemming from an idea that the culture would have embraced at that time. Now, remember, these earliest followers of Jesus, these earliest members of the church or the body of Christ were all Jewish in their culture, that they were considered immediately a sect of the Jewish faith or a different understanding of the Jewish faith. Now, the, the, over the years, of course, those the, the two faith traditions have, have diverged, and, and they're definitely not the same thing now, But but in the earliest times, that's what they thought. And it was thought to be that in order to be a follower of Christ, you must first be Jewish and follow all the various Jewish laws. Now that's really at the basis of this. And we hear that they're complaining that Peter has associated with Gentiles, with uncircumcised people. It kind of means the same sort of thing. And all of this stems from their laws of cleanliness of what's acceptable and what's not, of of who is acceptable and who isn't. All of this stems from that idea. And Peter says, gives him this recap. When I was in Joppa, I was praying, and it must've been some good prayers because we hear he's in a trance and he has a vision. And in the vision, this giant sheet is lowered down from heaven and he looks in it. And as he looks into it, he sees all sorts of different animals, some clean, some unclean. Some considered good for eating, and some considered uh, you can't eat it. That's that's what unclean means. And then he hears this voice that says, Peter, get up, kill, and eat. And he's like, whoa, Lord, no. I have never eaten anything unclean. I will not do it. And then the voice says, what God has called clean, you will not defile. Now for Peter, this is a mind-blowing moment because it's overcoming, first of all, that dietary restriction that God is saying you can eat whatever and it's okay. But it goes one step beyond that and it goes into the idea of who do we associate with. And that there are those that we can associate with even if the rules have previously told us not to. Now in this moment, as Peter's having this vision, there's a knock on the door and the Holy Spirit tells Peter, hey, go with these people who have come to find you do not show judgment, just go with them. And then we hear that Peter goes with these three guys and he brings these other six uh, fellow followers of Jesus with them as well, which is important because they're serving as witnesses. But together, this whole group, they go off to, to, to the house of this guy named Cornelius. That's where they go. We don't hear his name today, but that's the guy's name. And then Cornelius tells Peter, well, I had a vision of an angel standing in my house and he said that I should send my friends and they were going to come and find you and that you were going to tell us important stuff. So now tell us. So Peter begins to share the gospel of Jesus, talking about all of these things. And as he's doing that, The Holy Spirit enters the house. It rests upon this household, these Gentile people, these non-Jewish people, and they are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And Peter's like, whoa, this is amazing. And he realizes, who am I to hinder the action of God? Whatever God is up to, we're not gonna stop it. So those people are baptized and they become believers. And this is a mind blowing thing for Peter, and for the other people that are with him and then for those who are in jerusalem who are hearing peter recount this story it's also mind-blowing as we hear they basically have this this expression of like wow god has even given the gift of life the gift of christ to these non-jewish to these gentile people It's a moment of expansion. It's a moment of of something new, of God doing something new and expanding their understanding of who's in, who's out, who's acceptable, who's not, who's worthy, who's not. And it shows them that God shows no partiality. And this is an amazing, amazing moment for them. Now, I really, really appreciate this because it shows at the beginning, So early on in the history of the church, God is already challenging the idea of boundaries. And over the millennia, over the last 2,000 years, if we look back through history, there have been many times, many instances when there has been a line drawn in the sand about who's in, who's out, who's worthy, who's not, about what God will do and what God will not do. And God comes up to and and then completely challenges and blows that line in the sand out of the water this is an example of that and it starts so early on and it's so vital because this shows the 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 church the earliest church small as it was that their mission field is open to the entire world that there are not limitations on who can and will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit who can and will be empowered by God who can and will be claimed by God and join into the family Now I find myself wondering when we consider this, who are those individuals? Who are those people? Who are those groups? Whatever, where is the line in the sand that we have either consciously or or subconsciously or unconsciously drawn that we think is in, is out, is worthy, is unworthy? And maybe this text today, maybe this story today, needs to serve as a challenge for us to remind us that the action of God will not be hindered, and the Holy Spirit will rest upon whoever God chooses. Whenever I think about this passage, and when I think about the action of the Holy Spirit, which we hear over and over and over again through the book of Acts, it's a wonderful wonderful thing and I appreciate it so much and there's a subtle thing that lies within the original language that I think is important for us to realize today we hear about the spirit the holy spirit over and over and over again now this this part of the bible the new testament of the bible the book of acts included would have been written in greek and in the original language in the greek the word that we translate as spirit the holy spirit is pneuma And it's used for a couple of different words as well. It can also mean breath. So like you take a big deep breath, that's the panuma, breathing in and out, but it's also wind. The wind blows where it will. And I think that's important for us to recognize because in this moment, and in many of the other moments in the book of Acts, we see how the church scatters in all directions. And there's an expression for that. They're scattered to the winds. The thing about wind, Can you hinder the wind? I don't know about your part of the world, but here in my little corner of the world, it has been a really, really windy spring. The wind has blown all over the place, very strong, and blowing every single different direction. And a lot of people have been commenting, oh, it's just so windy. It's just so windy. And I wish the wind would go away, but we can't stop it, can we? We can't block the wind. We can't make it stop blowing. We can't direct which way it's gonna go. The wind goes wherever it feels like. And I think the same idea is present here. And this is the realization that Peter has had. Who is I to hinder God? Who is I to stop the Spirit of God from doing whatever God chooses? The Holy Spirit will rest upon whoever God chooses. The Holy Spirit will empower whoever God chooses. And Peter realizes this because those individuals were empowered in the exact same way that the earliest disciples, the earliest church was empowered initially when the Holy Spirit rested upon them and they begin speaking in different languages. And it would seem based on what we hear today that the same thing happens to Cornelius' family. And it, it's mind blowing to Peter and those who hear his story, it's mind blowing to them, but in a good way. It's challenging, but it opens their eyes to new possibilities. That same Holy Spirit empowers us today rests upon us today and will lead us and guide us and gives us different gifts and talents that we utilize to continue to spread the gospel out to the far corners of the world out we scatter to the wind and as i'm thinking about this week here in our congregation and in our community, and not only in our community, but kind of all over the place as we have uh, young people graduating from high school and preparing for the next chapter. One chapter is coming to a close, and they're moving on to the next thing. I hope they know that they realize that they too are empowered by that same Holy Spirit to go out into the world and do amazing, amazing things. That is my prayer for them today that we may all recognize that, embrace their gifts, and embrace the gifts that we too have been given in order to bring the word of God, the gospel of Christ out into the world. Amen.